Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's right. Last night, World Series of Poker main event in the book. Second largest World Series of Poker main event field ever. Understand this is something that a lot of you don't really pay attention to much except for one, two days out of the year. Highly entertaining, however. Anybody who's watching that coverage last night live on television, I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen poker covered that well live. I really mean that. And I've watched a lot of it, obviously. But Hussein Ensign is your champion. $10 million first place prize. He defeats an Italian. And, yeah, just it, it must watch TV yesterday. And I think everybody who actually watched it was enthralled. I loved all the chanting, the hooting and hollering in the crowd. I think maybe the old-fashioned poker traditionalist did not. I loved it. Let's bring on in Ben Mentz to talk about this. Host of Mixing It Up with Mentz in Shreveport and Bossier, 100.7 FM, the ticket up there, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. And he's at Ben Mentz 531 on Twitter. Ben, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, Seth, and uh, I love how fired up you were about the World Series main final table last night. I watched a lot of it as well. I'm still a little salty that uh, I hadn't had my favorite poker year this year and didn't get back to – so I've done well in the main event twice, but we're, we're going to get them next year, and I'm feeling some serious momentum after watching that broadcast. There you go. So watching that last night, and I've read so much coverage and, and watched so much coverage post-reaction of it today, and it seems like the the common theme around there, and we'll get to the actual action here in just a second, was that this was the best final table of the television era, and I'm talking about the live TV era. I know there's some, you know, the Stu Unger days, those ones that were outside were probably the classic ones we'll never forget, or Johnny Chan um, winning his first one also pretty epic. But would you agree yesterday is something and maybe uh, even a point in poker that will propel this into the future and like we've never seen before perhaps? Well, I love the enthusiasm, and I like that you brought up the crowd interaction and the fan chants. Look, traditionalists may not like it, but I love seeing people that fired up about poker. And, yeah, I know that you're not usually used to having to make million-dollar decisions while people are whistling and getting all fired up like that. But that's what we need in poker, man. It's good to have some enthusiasm and have it. It's an international game, too. And having a, an international main event champion that lives in Belgium now, it's Moran originally, is not the worst thing that could happen. Uh, the big thing for the WSOP broadcast, it was just that the, the malls, the kid from Chicago getting knocked out was the whole key because he uh, got fourth place, but he was terrible because he would just tank two minutes before every hand. And uh, I didn't like him, but the rest, everybody else is very, very likable, and I enjoyed the broadcast last night. Yeah, give me the Ben Mintz breakdown of the play, especially when he got to three-handed and then heads up because there, there were so many swings. And a lot of times when you get down to three-handed at these events, the the, the chip stacks are just so uh, disparate that it's kind of a foregone conclusion who's going to win. We didn't see that last night. No, and uh, well, you know, Enton, who ended up winning it all, uh, he had the huge ship lead going into the final table, but things didn't necessarily break his way last night. 
And I got to give him a ton of credit for just showing a lot of composure. I mean, he's in the biggest moment of his entire life. And, you know, he, he had the big chip lead the whole way. And, you know, he had the deficit against San Martino uh, heads up for a little bit after San Martino doubled up early. And I just thought the way he stayed composed in the event, I mean, you just got to give credit to that. Because the thing with the World Series of Poker Man event, I mean, you can try to act like it's another poker tournament. It's not. I mean, you, in poker, you never get to play for $10 million. And so the fact that he was able to bounce back when facing adversity impressed me. I didn't think that Dario Sammartino played as well heads up as I would have liked. I thought he was incredible the whole tournament. And, I mean, he's he's a world-class player. I'm not trying to discredit the guy who got second in the main event for a lot more than my net worth will ever be. <laughs> but but I just uh, – I, I don't know. He – he heads up, he didn't seem real comfortable. And I thought that he going in, I thought he was the most accomplished player going to the final table. Um, but, you know, who knows how you're going to act in that spot when you're playing for $4 million and to be the World Series of Poker main event champion and there's people screaming everywhere on the rail. I don't know if that moment would overwhelm me, to be honest. I'd just like to find out. Yeah, I mean, he was in a zone, Ensign. seemed like at least when he got to heads up, 100 hands. It actually ended on the 100th hand of heads up play between Ensign and Sam Martino. Talking to Ben Mintz, mixing it up with Mintz in Shreveport and Bossier, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day at Ben Mintz 531 on Twitter. So it was the second largest main event field of all time and i think just a couple of years ago ben you remember this when and then the the fields were decreasing the main event fields at least were decreasing every year and there was a lot of thought that well maybe the poker boom has finally gone bust it seems like it's going the other way now well it does and a lot of that goes back to online poker being outlawed in the united states in 2011 because the online used to feed in thousands of people into the world series of poker main event from around the world via satellites and so there was a lot of concern for a few years losing all that uh, would hurt. But what I found, Seth, is interesting. There's like a lot, there's a live poker reboom going on right now. And it's all over the country. And obviously you have 8,569 players in the World Series main. But, you know, you even seeing it like in Mississippi this year was really good because the sports books I thought added new blood. And, you know, I, I play up in Oklahoma all the time and all that Texas money's there. Blackhawk, Colorado is great because of Denver. And it's, it's literally like that all over the country. Florida's. South Florida's got a really good poker scene in Fort Lauderdale, Atlantic City with the Borgata. It seems like live poker's doing better right now than almost any time I can ever remember it. Uh, online, not quite the same, obviously, because the laws are still being figured out. But uh, it seems like it's a great time for live poker, and I'm, for one, it's thrilled to see it. Uh, for anybody who's listened to our segments, we've talked poker a little bit, Ben and I have on this program. We talked about Daniel DeGranu coming into the tournament. i got to tell you, Ben, Daniel had a great tournament. What, he cashed 16 times? And they get a prop mm -hmm. bet on that, and nobody was thinking, okay, you're going to cash 16 times, you're going to play all these events. Nobody thought that was possible. He actually did it. I was, I was pretty impressed. No, I was too, and he got second in the one. Because I remember you asked me on this show who had a better chance to win our World Series bracelet, Negreanu or Helmies. And I thought Negreanu's mindset was better, and he came awful close multiple times. Uh, ultimately, didn't didn't win one. But you know, he's just a, he's an incredible player. He's a big time ambassador of the game. And the thing about Negreanu too, he's not like so many of these kids, including me. Even though I'm no longer a kid, there are all these people that are just good at no limit hold'em. But Negreanu's good at every game. And those guys that can play Omaha low real well in all the mixed games. And, you know, in the World Series of Poker, that's a huge advantage. It's Ben Mintz here. Ben, and another thing that was kind of talked about, uh, not so much last night during the main, but throughout the, the World Series of Poker was – what you just talked about, the the influx of cash game players 
and the differences between cash game poker, which is for anybody listening, you just go into Harris or your local casino, you sit down on a table, that's cash game. You can get up anytime compared to tournament poker. And I've kind of seen that as well, where even here in Harris, there was a time when every single night the tables would be full. A couple of years ago, that started not happening. You'd walk in on a Thursday, Friday night, and you'd only have 10 tables going when you used to have 18. It's kind of gone back to, well, you walk in there on a Friday, Saturday, you got 18 tables going again. And it sounds like you're seeing that kind of where you are and the, the places you're playing around the country too. Yeah. Also, I want to compliment Harris Noel on this. Uh, the biggest, I lived down in New Orleans from 09 to 14. Biggest mistake I made was only being in there 10 to 20 hours a week instead of playing 40 to 50. And that was ultimately part of my undoing. Um, I love the Harris games because Harris Nola, you attract all walks of life. Seth, here's a list of some of the players I played with, people I played with in Harris. Michael Phelps, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Russell Westbrook, T.I. the rapper, and Channing Tatum, and Ray Liotta. Those are all people that I've played with poker at Harris. There's no other place. No other place in the country you can say that. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I think I got I did I got onto a table with Kevin Hart one time and of course he ran the show. He had his whole squad there. It was like me, one other guy, and then Kevin Hart. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he came up here, he had a comedy show in Shreveport last year. And apparently he lost like 14 grand at a cash game table at the horseshoe that night. Unfortunately, I didn't get any of it. He was dumping. I actually saw him a different time there when one, a buddy of mine from California was in. We were playing poker, and he was playing on the table next to us. So I've seen him there uh, a few different times. I know he's filmed a few movies here. So this is kind of the poker off season now, isn't it, Ben? Once you get to the main event, then people kind of take a break. And then you, once the circuit events start up in a couple of months, you, you kind of have that. I know there's some overseas events that are still going on. Yeah, well, the thing with poker is look, looking at it from a national perspective. Like, people that watch the main event are curious about it, don't play. The main event is the Super Bowl, the Masters, everything rolled into one. Because if you're not, like, a hardcore poker guy, you don't really care about anything but the main event. That's how big the branding of it is. But the truth of it is, is the poker never stops. And, you know, I'm excited, right? World Series of Poker Circuit 1920 is about to start up. Uh, there's a World Series of Poker. I go play near Dallas a lot. I'm in Shreve. Shreveport's only two and a half hours away from Dallas. Uh, Duran, Oklahoma has a World Series of Poker starting up this weekend. We have the Southern Poker Open at the Horseshoe and Bozier in a few weeks. And there, I mean, it, it never stops, to be truthful. I mean, it goes on all year. But as far as the mainstream, like casual fans caring, that's really only for the World Series. So, Ben, give us some tips and our audience some tips. If they want to go sit down and play some tournament poker, because that's what we're talking about here, they want to get into their local card room. And a lot of people listening after watching that yesterday probably are. They're going up uh, to, to Harris. They're going over to the Beau Rivage. They're going everywhere. And, man, I want to play in a tournament in my local place. Well, give us some tips for everybody as they head to those tournaments. Well, I think the biggest first thing I would say is, you know, a lot of people like to play home games for fun with their friends and are intimidated by going in the casino and going to the poker room. And I want to just tell everyone there is nothing to ever be intimidated about. It seems like a formal environment. It's not. Everybody in the South are really laid back, fun, good people. If you're going to get some people that will tell you your life story. But don't feel like if you do well in your home games with your friends, then you're not going to be outclassed in the casino too, too often. And I think a lot of people get a little bit of stage fright. Like, oh, man, I like playing with my friends, but I don't want to go in the casino and play with the heavy hitters. There's nothing to be afraid of at all. And I, you meet a lot of great people from all walks of life at the table as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. I had a tweet or a text to just refresh, but they were asking, uh, Seth, uh, give me a bankroll I need to become a professional poker player. That's a little bit of a, uh, a tough <laughs> tough question to answer uh, very succinctly on the radio, I know, Ben. 
Well, no, but it's, it's an interesting one because it's it's all about where you live. Like, for example, for me, I live in Shreveport now. Where the cost of living is like one-fifth in New Orleans or one-sixth. So I could get by with way, way less money. Uh, a lot of it has to do with more your lifestyle and your discipline because let's be truthful, Seth. The poker world is full of wild characters, and what you see a lot is leaks away from the table. You know, it, it, if it was sports, it would be called off-field player concerns which we see all the time in the NFL, <laughs> but that's what gets people in poker. It's a lot of people that are kind of, you know, I don't want to say shady because that's the wrong term, but, you know, people that walk the edge of life a little more. And so, you know, you'll see a lot of people that are world-class poker pay- players that are just disasters away from the table. And so I think the biggest thing you need if you want to be a poker pro is having discipline, trade it like a business, log all your hours, have a plan, stick to it, but don't let the – the freedom of being a poker pro is, is the, you know, what well, they say, idle hands of the devil's playground. I think that's the best way to put it. It's Ben Mintz, host of Mixing It Up with Mintz, 3 to 6 p.m. on 100.7 FM, the ticket in Shreveport and Bozier every single weekday. Ben, always appreciate the chats, my man, and we'll do it again next yeah, week. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I'll get you back on Mixing It Up soon, talking to Bells. I think your coverage has been great. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we'll do it. I'm back from vacay, so I'd love to do it. All right, dude, I'll talk to you again. Thanks again. And there he goes, at Ben Mintz 531 on Twitter. Yeah, it was great yesterday watching that, uh, my last day of vacation. And, of course, I did not plan it that way but it coincided with the World Series of Poker uh, main event. was watching it on uh, my computer, as I could, uh, late last night, right as it completed, or about completed, about uh, midnight. A little after midnight, actually, uh, local time here. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Our text line is 87870. Here's a text from the 504. Seth, dude, you could have played for $10 million. Well, I could have, but had a vacation plan and... Just be honest, I have not played a lot of poker in the last three years since I came back and doing radio full-time, so I was not in, let's just call it poker shape, to put up $10,000 for that tournament. But if you wanted to stake me, I would have played in it, no doubt. So go ahead and shoot me a text. you want to stake me in anything, I'm down for it. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. The last lap continues on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.